What's up? Welcome to Codependent and Shit. What's up? What's going on, guys? It's been a minute. It's been a fucking hot minute since I've recorded. I've tried to record so many times. I've I've recorded, but I don't want to publish what I record. And that's never really happened when I'm like really trying or like want to do this. I usually can pretty effortlessly create an episode that I think is worthy of publishing that I think has some like good points to it that can be helpful but like recently anything I recorded I just like fucking over it and um I hopefully I'm publishing this because um I think I'm ready and uh I've just had a lot dude a lot going on I'm no longer in AA I'm not gonna go into details about that um I am also not 100% sober. I I just have, I just don't, I don't want to go into too much detail beyond that. I just, I don't think necessarily AA is for everyone. Um, I think a lot of people struggle more with coping and might not be necessarily an alcoholic Um, maybe I will be convinced otherwise, but, like, just from my experience, like, I feel like I'm told more than I truly believe I am because I think, um, alcohol isn't really my problem. It's more if I get, if I drink enough, I will overindulge and start wanting things worse, but I don't, I really don't even have the desire to get really drunk anymore, so... I feel like it's kind of based around what your desire is. If your desire is to get fucked up, then obviously you should be sober. But, like, if you really don't even have the desire to get fucked up drunk, then I don't necessarily think having a drink when it's appropriate is is bad. Um, Anyways, I turned 31 last week. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm 31. It's just a weird birthday. Every birthday's been really weird. I don't know, since my mom died? Like, it's just sad. Because, like, you always, I mean, not everyone, but I was lucky enough so that my mom did make me feel really special on my birthday. And it was just fucking sad to not have her to say a word to me. And I'm just going through a lot. And I just honestly, like, as much as I had, like, a really, uh, a really toxic relationship with my mom. If you've listened to the whole podcast, you know that. As much as I had that, she was still my mom. And there's still this part of me. I'm going to call that my inner child because I do, you know, I do believe in the inner child stuff. Um, she just misses her mom and, um, she's scared. She wants someone to just hold her and tell her everything's going to be okay. Um, I've just had so much thrown on my fucking plate, like wham, bam, my safety net, my mom's gone. I'm raising a kid alone. I'm trying to not continue to destroy my life by doing the partying thing, um, and escaping my, myself and my pain and, and fucking my son's having issues because he doesn't have a dad. And um, I got some diagnoses because I started seeing um, a psychiatrist after I had a bad experience. Not bad, but I did this therapy called TMS. It's like a brain therapy. I'll have a whole other episode about that. But it just brought about some new things I didn't know about myself and chemical imbalances I have. I do have. And that's been a lot to digest. I hate labels. I hate diagnoses um, because I feel like 
once we get a diagnosis or like a label given to us, we kind of like will obsess over it. And it's just a fucking label. And um, I'll talk more about that. But I have obviously I've talked about these fucking labels like codependent, your attachment style and and like there's so many different terms like (laughs) so many different labels to explain just a deficiency in being able to relate to people in healthy ways um or relate to yourself in a healthy way um but that's why I talk about the shit I'm talking about and why I'm so big on it and healing it because it's prevalent af and I think some proof of the prevalence is how common the situationship is. I've been talking about situationship since I started this podcast. Um, I think my first episode was about that. Like, I really, yeah, because I was going through, like, a miserable situationship when I started it. That went on for three years. (laughs) Grueling years. But I see that they're becoming a buzzword. Like, I see a lot of memes about them, a lot of TikToks, a lot and sadly I see a lot of TikToks glamorizing situationships and I don't like it. It feels gross because and maybe that's just me because personally I put myself through that for three years with someone and I used to try to kind of like glamorize it too and make it fun but at the end of the day it was super disempowering and it ended really really bad. I'm just gonna straight up tell you guys what happened with my three year situationship. Um he would never want to be with me, okay? He didn't want to be... He didn't even want to say we were dating. And I was literally just um, a piece of meat, dude. Like, he would just come over a lot after my son went to bed. And he would tell me he cared about me, but he would not really show it. At least for, like, not a couple years. He would straight up, like, be so distant, like, hot and cold. And just blatantly didn't give a fuck. And I at that point in my life was like pining after him because of that. Like I just fed off that, that distance and that emotional unavailability and that hot and cold and I ate it up and it drove me nuts. And I was so trauma bonded and addicted to this cycle with this guy. So, and I really just thought like on some level, if I get this guy to like want to be with me, like I win, like I'm worthy, I'm enough. And all I did was drive myself nuts and I kind of was always um, on edge thinking because we weren't exclusive, what if he meets someone? And I did always think that was going to happen even though like, I don't know why I thought that <laughs> because he's not available to probably anyone, but um, I really thought that was the way it was going to be. But I also learned to kind of detach the last year. I was like, you know what, like, I'm just gonna take this for what it is, but in my mind, he's made it pretty clear, like, I had asked before, in the earlier days, should I date people, he'd always say yes, like, don't, yeah, don't cut yourself off for me, blah, 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 and then the last year, he started, I guess, to catch more feelings and be more invested, um, I wasn't aware, because this man still wouldn't kiss me goodbye, um, he did start doing more things, like, buying me, uh, like, gifts and wanting to acknowledge, like, my birthday, um, he did also come the day my mom died, he came to the hospital and was with me the entire day. This was also confusing for me because I was, like, 
doesn't, he loves me. Like, why would he come to the hospital and be around? He's never met my family, no, but he was there with me and he stayed with me all day on the worst day of my life. Um, we granted we did have plans that day and that's kind of part of why, but I think he would have probably came regardless. Um, but I thought he, I was like, at that point, I thought he loved me and in rec- in weeks following, I realized like, no, he still wants, you know, to do this casual thing. So I did what anyone in a fucking situationship would, should do. Uh, I don't care who the fuck you are. If this person you are seeing will not give you a label will not commit to you in a way that is bothering you. Um, If you're not okay with them dating other people, or if you just feel gross about the fact that like they are okay with you being available to other men or women, it's time. It's probably not good. Um, It's probably, it's probably not the move for you. I don't, I forget what I was saying about that. I kept, so anyway, yeah, I kept seeing people. I'd go on dates. Actually, I was seeing someone for months at the same time I was seeing him. And I, like, it was, I was in two situationships at once. (laughs) One one was 24, (laughs) which was a whole different experience. And I made it work without them knowing about each other. And I felt like a cool little, like, player, I guess. Um, I didn't care. These men didn't want to be with me exclusively. So I'm going to keep my options open. And it didn't work out with my other situation. But then I met my ex who, my ex little narcissist, the one that, you know, fucked up my year this year. <laughs> I met him and he obviously liked as, as one narcissist does. He took me, he wanted me off the market ASAP. Rocky, <laughs> like ASAP. Um, like I'm talking to second, second date. That's so funny now because it's so psycho. Like the second meeting, <laughs> just totally overlooked that. I was like, this isn't normal. Oh, but he's hot. <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay, anyways, of course he took me off the market right away, or that's what he wanted. So I kind of panicked because I was like, whoa, I'm kind of in a situation ship. But I couldn't let either of them know right away. Um, but at any rate, once me and the narcissist became, like, pretty serious, like, I was pretty, like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I had to let my situationship know I met someone. I never imagined this would be the way it would go, but I was the one that met someone. <clears throat> I thought he was gonna get, like, a little upset, um, probably, like, it would hurt his ego, but I, I didn't think that he really had sincere feelings for me at this point, you know, it's been three fucking years, and this man lost his ever-loving mind, okay, I was in, I was in shock at the reaction, like, I'm talking, he, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't function, like, how I get, how I've gotten over him a million times over the last three years, he was like that, call me in four in the morning, I still don't, I couldn't even enjoy the honeymoon phase with my narcissist because I was going through a breakup practically at the same time. And this man was so heartbroken and I have a heart too. And I care about him and I was so heartbroken for him. And also he's telling me everything I wanted to hear, like that he loves me, everything, all the things I was dying to hear for three years. He's telling me now because I met someone and it was all manipulation because when it didn't even work out with my narcissist, 
Um, not to say that, um, he should just be like, oh yeah, here, I want to be with you now. But this man doesn't care if I live or die today. Like, he doesn't give a fuck to speak to me, to know me. Like, um, he just wanted me because I was unavailable. It was all a game and the entire relationship, it was not a relationship, it was a situation and it was all a game. And I just hope that none of you guys are out here. I mean, I know you are, but like, I hope we just start wising up to this shit because we're wasting our precious, invaluable time. It is invaluable. We're only young once. Um, you're only where, whatever age you're at right now once. And if you feel in your gut, because you do feel it in your gut, that a situationship isn't healthy or that you don't feel good about it, then don't do it. I feel like we wind up compromising what we really want because we want these men to want us. And so we are willing to act like we're the cool girl. We're so chill. I'm so laid back. Like, I'm not crazy. And then, like, meanwhile, we're fucking losing our minds over over them and what they're doing. And then we wind up hyper-focusing on them, so we're not even keeping our options open. And it's just a shit show. And it never fucking works. Someone always gets hurt. Like, my situationship blew up into a million fucking pieces and was so awful. And it was all for nothing. The whole thing was for nothing. I did what anyone was entitled to do. And that man still thinks he's a victim. He still is like, thinks I fucked him over. He's like, you should have known. I was really invested now. Like, how the fuck would I know that? Because something changed? Nah, fool, you still didn't want to be with me. Hate this shit. Anyways, I'm recording this fucking episode because y'all know me. I'm the queen of situationships. I swear to God, I am a professional. I've done them for 10 years. And I'm telling you, since my since my narcissistic relationship that ended in March, I have been in three back-to-back. Three, okay? <laughs> They're, granted short-lived because as soon as I figure out what's happening which is at about the two month two month mark I'm I'm out which shows growth um and that I'm honoring my needs my boundaries and what I expect and ultimately like you deserve peace And I feel like these situations pull you out of having peace and feeling valued. And um, if you know at the end of the day that you want something real, like that's okay. And you should honor that. And you don't need to go with what someone else wants. Um, I know that it's super common and I see all the memes and the posts and the, you know, we're all making jokes and making light of it, this shit, even though it's really fucking sad. I see a lot of people that talk about how they wind up in that situation. You know, you get, you start to like someone, you're getting invested, and then you realize they're not available, emotionally available, or even physically. Like, I see emotional unavailability as, like, a scope because it's, like, it's either they're emotionally unavailable or they could be unavailable in other ways that still makes them unavailable. Like, it could be physical. They're so busy. That's how my my just newest one was. He's so busy. Oh, so busy. All the time, so busy. Unavailable. Like, seemed very, on the surface, really good guy. 
checked off all my boxes at first. He was ruthless to pursue me. He made all the effort, took me on the best dates I've ever been on. I was like, yes, yes, sir. Like this man wants, like he's valuing me. I was like here for it. But of course that tapered off. And that's when I really started to get triggered. I saw that like, whoa, the, the effort isn't there. He still wants to text me all day, every day, but like, he's not trying to like take me on these nice dates anymore. And that's when I should have been out, but I did what happens to a lot of women. And I'm just trying to normalize it is that I got sucked back into it. He, unfortunately, what happened is that now that I see it in retrospect, it seems like manipulation. He acted like when I tried to break things off, he acted like he agreed that we should break things off, but that it was on like, it was my decision. And that it was like on my terms and that it was for the best for me because I need to be alone, Um, which isn't not the truth. But he acted like it was my decision and then continued to text me like we were dating still. And then like eventually like we saw each other again and it was all all lovey-dovey and all the texts were lovey-dovey. And I fell right back into that shit. I ate that shit up again and basically was just down to just be like going crazy for for like another month so up and down but man I got addicted to that shit I was riding the wave I was like oh oh I love unavailable look how fucking unavailable he is he I can't see him for two weeks eats that shit up I ate it up put him on a pedestal it's an idea it's not even reality I didn't even see this man enough times to possibly have such strong feelings but it is that game um, I can't even act like that's healthy. I, it's not, dude, I'm still struggling with this shit. It's, it's just as bad as my situationship all of a sudden deciding my previous one, the three-year one, that he wants, that he loves me and telling me that, um, because it's all a game. And that's how, honestly, this new situationship that I'm seeing my way out of was too. And it's, it's really hard when you're in that pain to recognize that, when you're in that like sadness over a situationship that really didn't go on that long, it's hard to decipher that what you're feeling isn't actually like love or lust. It's just your wound. It's a fucking wound being triggered. They're triggering your insecurity and that we confuse that with, oh, I miss them. I really like them. I'm telling you like in a week or two, you're probably going to be like, that dude's a bust, like buster, like fuck that guy, like who, that guy ain't shit, that's how I feel about all the dudes I was seeing, I'm like, he ain't that great, like what, we got these rose-colored glasses on, dude, something else I want to say about making the decision to, if a situation ship is driving you crazy, and I'm talking about like, you're fucking obsessing, you can't focus on the, the things you want to do in your life, you can't focus on other people that are out there that want to pursue you, you're just like hyper-focused on this fucking person, their, insta- their inconsistency, and there's a point where you're just gonna have to realize like, you're so fucking, oh, it's not worth it, it's not worth it to stay in this and be consistently dysregulated, like, that's how I got. I'm like, I'd rather just not. I I like him, but this isn't fun. I'm not enjoying this. And when you can make that decision for yourself and not only make that decision, but move forward with it, 
like be the one to tell them, look, this ain't working. That is the best thing you can do. And I'm telling you that if you can push yourself to do it, the other side, you will feel relief immediately. I swear almost immediately. I feel relief every time I've I've done this this year with these people. I felt relief because at least I had the one thing I had was my dignity still. And when you stay until they're done with you, whenever that is, because they'll keep you on the fucking shelf as long as it, as long as they want. And ultimately, if someone else came along, they'll probably, that they really are down for, they'll probably just be like, bye. And then you have nothing. And then you're heartbroken. Be the one to end it. Be the one to know I have my dignity. I still have my dignity. I I respected myself. And there's peace in that because it's empowering. And if you struggle with self-love and valuing yourself, this is the type of stuff we have to start doing to build that foundation, to build that relationship with yourself. Like literally trusting yourself that like, yo, this is hurtful. This hurts, but we're going to be okay. And I'm doing this because I value you. I value me. It sounds weird to have that kind of conversation with yourself, but like, yo, it's the, it's the sauce, bro. Like (laughs) I don't make this shit up. This is like the stuff that has helped me. And I've been in this healing journey for like four or five years now. It's, it's grueling, but everything's like so different. And I'm seriously still, I still have my, I slip into my patterns, but my slip ups are a lot shorter. Like we're getting better. The men are better quality over time, better and better seemingly (laughs) for the most part. And I'm, I'm, I'm quicker to, to know when it's time to go and to be able to walk away because I used to not be able to do that. I would stick around with these kind of men for years and I just thought I can't let go. I can't let go, but like you can let go. Um, and letting go is freedom. It feels good. So let yourself do it. And if you want, what do you want in your heart? What do you really want? Because sometimes I trick myself and think like, I don't want a relationship. I'm young still. Like I have options. It's so fun. You know, it is fun to go out and flirt and all that shit. But like, it's not, it's not (laughs) like, it's not (laughs) like all that's out there is a lot of emotionally unavailable people that will just keep doing this same dance with you over and over. And like, I think there's a small percentage because the bar is literally in hell. The bar is set in hell at this point with our society and these fucking dating apps and just the degeneration of society. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, that um, it's rare, it's rare to find people that are available, healthy, open, that really want to give you their time and effort. And we need to stop running away from those people and give them a chance because... You might feel suffocating, like the walls are closing in on you, but maybe that's what we need because the world out there ain't it. Like, let's just sit. Let's just chill. Maybe this was good. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop running from the people that are truly available, like in every aspect, like physically, emotionally, all of the things. All we can do is continue to grow and growth takes moving, removing what's not working Removing what's hurting our growth, removing what's causing us dysregulation and stress, um, and 
man, like, I know what I want. I want a family. I've always wanted a family. I want to be a wife. And this was really on my heart the other day. I was a Sunday night. I was at this Halloween thing with my best friend and her son. We're both single moms. And I saw all these families, dude. And I was just like sitting there and like having that anxiety over this fucking dude I was seeing. And I just had this like epiphany. I was like, I don't want this. Like, I hate this. I want that man that it wants to be here with me and my son. And maybe his kid, maybe he has kids. Like, like wants to be doing a family thing with us. Like, isn't out and going out to bars and all that. I don't know. I have a different mind because I'm a parent. If you're single and you don't got all that, like, dude, do your thing. You're 31 or you're, like, late 20s. Dude, go vibe. I would... I would be fine, but I'm a, I'm a mom and I want to be a, a family. I want a family and I want to have a husband. Like I'm 31. Like we're getting, a, it's time. So I have to honor what I want and I'm going to, and I think I'm going to just wrap this episode up. Um, I think I touched on everything I wanted to. If the, if you need a sign that it's time to end your situationship, this is it, babe. This is it, babe. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. You deserve better. He's giving you crumbs. She's giving you crumbs. And we don't take fucking crumbs. A little nice text messages are not... Like, that's not enough. That's not effort. That's so fucking effortless. That's, that's crumbs. Um, Seeing you, no effort. Like, like it's on the fly. Booty calls. All that. Fuck that. That's not effort. That's crumbs. And we're not accepting crumbs. Because the longer you entertain these dudes or these girls that aren't wanting to give what you want, the longer you're away from that your person that is right for you. And don't waste any more time. All right? Love you guys. Peace. Peace.